We are back, finally. It was six weeks since our first recording of this podcast, and we would like to share with you some of the meaning of the title of our podcast, which is Futuristic Stuff for Classroom Teachers. We have a phrase that we use in our ministry quite often, and it is, love the future of your students. And so we want to explain to you kind of that philosophy, where we are going with it, why it's so important to us to keep that phrase in mind in the day in and day out of, of our classrooms. So when what does it mean to love the future of my students? And I have my whole team of teachers here and they're going to be sharing some ideas here in just a few moments. Um, several of us are a bit under the weather, but we are striving to um, stay as faithful to this podcast as we can. So here we are, froggy voices and all. So what does it mean to love the future of our students? Well, I guess, first of all, it means that we show up when we're sick. <laughs> That's a great example, right, guys? Um, we were commenting today in our meeting that it, it's harder to get a sub when you're sick than to just show up, and um, so true for the life of a teacher. But back to our, our title, Loving the Future of My Students. I think of it in three ways, and these are the broad um, meanings of the future of my students and how I love that future and it, how it influences the way I teach. The first one is that I want to give them tools to be good stewards of God's creation, of God's plans and designs in their life. That's, that's really that tight circle of them and what God has called them to do. Second, I want to teach them character so they can influence the next generation. So we know that our, te- our students are going to be that next generation and they will be influencing the next generation. So how can I today make that next generation better? And the last one, um, as a Christian school teacher, is that I want to give them the gospel in hopes that they choose eternal life. And there's no better way of loving the future of my students than to share with them the beauty of the gospel and the hope of eternal life. So those are some of the broad things that we want to keep in mind when we say that we love the future of our students. But practically, how do we do this in the classroom? How do we implement it? What are some specific ideas? So I'm gonna open up it, um, the floor, as it were, the table, <laughs> to our teachers and see if any of them um, have any specific ideas. And since we're still getting to know one another, make sure that you mention your name and maybe the quick grade level that you're referring to. Um, I'm Allison Watson and I am the secondary homeroom teacher, so I mainly deal with our ninth through 12th graders. Um, I have two things. One's a little bit more broad, one's a little bit more specific. But number one is I have to know my students. I have to get to know them so that I can know their interests, so that I can know where they are, both spiritually, mentally, all of that. So then when it comes to the lessons, I can tie those lessons back to their interests to help them see what they're learning and how it applies to them. But even more than that, that I can tie it back to where they need to be growing spiritually. Um, Even in my devotions this morning, reading through Proverbs 1, um, talking about that idea that we can have a worldly wisdom where we know all these facts, but do we have a spiritual wisdom that allows them to know their creator who made them? And so if I'm getting to know them, I can help point them back to God and then connect those lessons. And on a practical way, in my government class, we do critical 
thinking in the form of current events every week. I want my students to be able to know what's going on in the world around them, much bigger than the entertainment world that we seem to be bombarded with, but I want them to be able to think through opinions that are given that they may not agree with, that um, may be from the other side per se, and be able to think through why don't they agree with them, what would they come back to, what does scripture say about it, and so it's probably one of my favorite class times is that um, current events, is just hearing some of the things that they pick up on and how they're learning. And that's a really good point to make um, because it takes practice, Mm -hmm. you know, so they're going to (laughs) stumble, they're going to fall, they're not going to evaluate it right. The first couple of weeks are quite interesting. (laughs) Right. Um, Even recognizing bias and Mm -hmm. worldview, those are, um, that takes practice and and they need that practice before they say goodbye to home life. Yes. And on. What are some practical ways of, of knowing your students? When you were talking, I thought, that means I have to let them talk. (laughs) Yes. You know, and as teachers, you know, giving the floor to our students can be a little harrowing. But how how do we get to know our students better? What are some of the ways that we can do that? I do it by playtime. Playtime, yeah. We have some playtime in my class, and, you know, it's it's an easy time for me to be like, oh, I have 15, 20 minutes, I'm going to go and grade as much as I can. But every once in a while, just stopping and saying the papers can wait, the relationships can't. And so going and playing a game with my students and learning who the competitive ones are and <laughs> who the, oh, no, it's okay, you just do whatever you want, kids are. So playtime is a real good way to get to know them, too. You know, as a parent, that's how we decided to get to know our kids in a very you know, mm-hmm. let's do life together thing is board game night yeah. mm-hmm. once a week. Let me tell you what, we got to know our, <laughs> our kids really well. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Some things we wish we didn't, but that's a great idea of um, that casual way of observing our kids and getting to know them. What are some other ways? Even during supervision time, just picking one, two kids and asking them something about something other than school. Mm-hmm. Chances are your 7th through 12th grade kids are not going to want to talk about school. Yeah, and that's really important that we don't always talk shop mm-hmm. with our students mm-hmm. or even with our school parents, that there's other things we can talk about there. All right, um, well good. So knowing our students, um, current events, some great practical ways. Anybody else have some ideas about loving the future of their students? Amber. So I'm Amber and I teach junior high here. Um, And it's actually funny because my pastor talked about be a disciple, make a disciple yesterday. Um, And he actually almost, almost used that phrase of love their future. Uh, He talked about the idea of considering who the person you're discipling could become by God's grace. Um, And so I think discipleship is a huge part of loving their future. Um, Past mistakes or actions affect life even decades later. So helping them make those right choices now helps them not have to deal with the consequences of those in the future. Um, Specific life skills like apologetics and critical thinking um, will help them later defend their faith um, if they choose to accept eternal life, um, and and it helps them to be able to disciple others in the future as well. Our Bible curriculum is one of my favorites because it gives them it gives them tools to truly be students of God's word. 
Um, we had our students write Bible studies last year. That's incredible. The fact that, that I had junior hires writing Bible studies, inductive Bible studies, is just mind-blowing. Like, they are able to think through how to teach the Bible to someone else. The Bible teaching that we're doing right now. Same thing. Um, and I'm even, I'm reading a gospel primer by Milton Vincent with my junior high right now. And it's easy for me to fall into the trap of, they're not getting this at all. It's going over their head, but it's not. They might look like that, but that's not what they're thinking. I've heard them already talking about it with each other. And it just comes back to modeling care um, for biblical eternal things and helping them see that that is what they should be striving for as well. Um, and that, that discipleship process. That's really good, the idea of modeling um, and, and really um, handing off those life skills as we learn them to share them and that excitement and that energy is really, really important um, in loving the future of our students. Katie, what are your thoughts about loving the future? Uh, <clears throat> my name is Katie Arnold. I teach the kindergarten to third grade class, um, which is a very energetic class. Um, they also, it's a very influential time of their life. So they are figuring out friendships and um, how to interact with each other. They are learning how to trust people. They are learning how to um, just figure the basics of life out, communication and things like that. Um, so one of the biggest things um, that I have to remember in loving their future is that I am not just teaching their minds, but to reach their hearts. Um, so obviously their minds are like a giant sponge and they slurp everything up, and, um, but not just being able to spit out math facts, but being able to say, here is a verse that we're learning this week, what does it mean? And hearing them explain the big words and explain how they can apply that to their lives is one of my joys as a teacher because one of the reasons we want them to be able to read and understand is so they can read and understand scriptures. Um, I have a poem for you. I actually wrote it myself and it was an afternoon where I was reminding myself that even on the hard days there are still I still have little lives in my classroom that need love and they need somebody to um, be on their side and somebody to uh, show them God's love. So it's called Through the Eyes of a Teacher. Through the eyes of a teacher, I see what you don't. I see past the I can'ts, don't know hows, and won'ts. I see future doctors, nurses, and preachers, scientists, artists, musicians, and teachers. I see the potential and want it to grow. I water the seed when you don't know how. I may not be your actual mother, but I beam with pride when you care for another. My heart breaks to see your eyes fill with tears. I ache to calm your every fears. You may not remember every PE game, last Monday's math lesson, or even my name. But if you remember the promise of love from your heavenly father who came from above, in the eyes of a teacher, my job was well done. I will praise him forever when we're finally home. So those little lives that we have in our classroom or the older lives that we have in our classroom, they are the future nurses, preachers, and so forth. Well, I couldn't have said it any better, so we're going to end with that. We'll continue this discussion and give great ideas for how we love the future of our students. Have a great day.